to Get You Fit Radio with Irene Cook, brought to you by Huntley Community Radio 101.5, radio station where you learn about getting healthy, staying healthy, and living a healthy lifestyle. Today's topic is going to be, where do you begin? As a personal trainer and a nutritional coach, I am often approached with the million-dollar question, I want to start getting healthy, I just don't know where to start. And it is a really overwhelming question. People come to me with that question because either their doctor has asked them to adopt a healthier lifestyle or they just feel like they need to get healthier. And and there's very various reasons why people decide they want to get healthy, yet there are millions of programs out there and it gets very, very overwhelming and frustrating for the average consumer in trying to find a program that works. So I thought today's topic would be uh, a great starter since my show is new and I'm really excited to be a part of that. So where do you begin? Where do you begin? So some of you um, that that don't know me, um, as I've introduced myself, um, I have written a book. Um, It is right now being edited, and uh, it will be out and published uh, very soon, probably in the next few months. In my book, um, I talk about getting started. And uh, where do you get started when you are learning? So when you fly the coop and you start your education, you start in preschool, preschool or kindergarten, right? So you start with the basics. So that that is exactly what I would like to talk about today. When you are learning how to get fit, get healthy, I want you to start with the basics. So let me bring you back to kindergarten. All right, we're going to go to kindergarten. Pretty exciting, right? All the stress, no bills, right? We get to go pick out a backpack and some crayons and all that fun stuff. Okay, so we're going to get educated. So in order for you to be successful, we need to find a program that you are going to be successful at. And we need to find one that you are going to understand and you're going to learn. So the reason that I bring this up right away is this industry in our society right now is is overwhelmed with a population of people that are overweight. And because of that, there are people that want to sell you products to take your money, and they're going to do this by advertising and misleading you to get you to buy their product. And and by doing this, they're going to advertise in ways to get you to flip out your credit card and hit that PayPal button right away. And, and, And trust me, I've been the target of that myself, and I don't want you or any of my clients to fall into this. So by 
going back to kindergarten, I want you to learn how to eat healthy, and I want you to learn how to prepare your meals, and I want you to learn how to exercise. And when you're looking for a program, I want you to look for a program that teaches you those things, just like your kindergarten teacher taught you how to write your name. Because first you had to learn how to write your name, and then you had to learn how to add. And before you had to learn how to multiply, you first had to learn how to add. So the ideal fitness program is one that starts with the basics. So let's talk about that, the basics. If you had your mom do your laundry for you all the way up through college, you would graduate college and you would have no idea how to do the laundry, right? And you would start your first job and you'd go with wrinkled clothes and bleach stained suits and it would be a nightmare. So why would you buy into a program that gives you pre-made meals and shakes and all of these gimmicks and packaged um, plans because you're not going to learn how to do it yourself. So an ideal program is one that will teach you how to do that. So how's this? I'm going to teach you how to do that. First thing you're going to do is hop off of that kindergarten bus and we are gonna go to the grocery store. It's pretty exciting, right? So grocery store education is, is pretty simple, yet really overwhelming. And, and, and this, is, this has become a more common um, statement, but did you know that the healthiest part of the grocery store is the perimeter of the grocery store? N now, I know, because someone's always got to say this, so I'm going to say it. I realize the liquor part is also in the perimeter of the grocery store. Um, but you know what? Wine is good for you. However, my point is, is that the, the ideal part of the grocery store is the perimeter. That is where your fresh fruits, that's where your fresh vegetables are. That's where you're going to find your dairy, your meats. That is, that's where you want to stay in that part of the grocery store. And by the way, did you know that if you do one lap around the uh, Walmart 47 uh, Huntley uh, perimeter, it is a uh, quarter of a mile? That is a fact. Get your steps in. Anyhow, so do the perimeter of the store, and that's where you want to stick to. If you go into the middle of the store, that's when you start seeing your processed foods. That's when you start seeing your boxed foods. That's when you start finding your pre-made, pre-packaged foods. Your calories are going to be higher. You're going to notice your sodium levels are going to be higher. You're going to notice your fats are going to be higher. I realize that those are convenient foods, and I, I realize that those foods might taste good. However, those foods aren't necessarily going to be your healthier foods. So starting out a program, you want to start with whole foods. You want to start with foods that are fresh. And you want to get yourself educated. Get, get yourself a health coach. Go online. Um, look up healthy food plans using real foods. Now, I have no problem at all with supplementing uh, your diet with an occasional protein shake. Um, protein supplements are actually really good if you get the right one. Um, what I don't promote and what I don't think is valuable is when people use protein shakes and supplements 
as a meal replacement. And uh, let me explain the difference. If you use a protein shake or supplement as a meal replacement, you are most likely doing it because you are avoiding preparing an actual meal. 80% of people that use a shake or a supplement as a meal replacement are doing that because they think they're going to lose weight by doing so. This is causing them to be deprived. Usually, when someone is deprived and they deprive themselves, they end up failing because nine times out of 10, that, that will cause them to overeat. So using a protein shake in between meals because you're hungry is a great supplement, but you shouldn't use it as your breakfast and as your lunch because there is no one that I know that has been able to sustain a program such as that for the long term, if that makes sense. So one really big thing I want to really kind of set in with you today is realistic. The program should be realistic. Could you realistically live on the foods that you find in the perimeter of the grocery store? Could you realistically live on the fresh fruits and the vegetables and the meats and the cheeses and the eggs and the, all the things you find in the perimeter of the grocery store? You absolutely can. You can sustain that. That's realistic. Can you realistically live on a boxed, pre-made, packaged deal of protein powders and shakes and meals that are delivered to your house wrapped in cellophane for the rest of your life? You cannot. Will you lose weight? Yes, you will. You will absolutely lose weight. And you're going to feel great because you lost weight. But that is cutting in line. And guess what happens when you cut in line when you're in kindergarten? I don't know. But when I was in kindergarten, Susie Smith cut in line and she got caught. And she got sent back to the end of the line. And then she was the very last person to get a sip of water that day. And the water wasn't tasting so good by then because it wasn't as cold as it was for the rest of us that waited our turn. So you should never, ever take these shortcuts because shortcuts will always, always, always cause you to finish last. And I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I've, I've taken those shortcuts. I have tried those, those gimmicky programs. I've tried them all. And every single time I have lost weight, but it has been a temporary weight loss. And I felt amazing until the day came when I realized that I couldn't sustain that type of program. And, and our, our world and our society is flooded with all of these new programs that are asking you to take out carbs and take out certain food groups. And that's fine if you have to do it for medical reasons. But if you're doing it to lose weight, then it's not realistic. And that's when you have to ask yourself, should I be doing this? Because if it's something you can't sustain, then it's something that you shouldn't do. So hopefully that that, that will uh, reside with you. Um, and before I go on with my next very important um, 
where to begin reason, I just kind of want to remind you that you're listening to Huntley Community Radio 101.5. And my name again is Irene Cook, uh, Get You Fit Radio, talking today about how to get started and where to begin when you are looking to get fit. So we were just talking about grocery store and um, how to find a program that works for you. So now you have a program. You know that you're going to find something that is is realistic, that's sustainable. You're going to eat real food. You have healthy food choices. This is great. And you get it all home, and you're eating all these healthy foods, but you're still not losing weight. And they're all enjoyable, and you love them. You're eating oatmeal for breakfast, and you're having omelets, and you're having turkey sandwiches, and you're you're watching all of your your carbs and all of your different, your, your cut out your sugars and everything's just going great, but you're not losing weight. Well, are you watching your portions? That might be the other problem because there's a big difference between eating healthy and eating too much. So I'm a marathon runner. I run 50 marathons and believe it or not, I was actually up 20 pounds when I was training for Boston Marathon in 2013. Uh, Yes, that's a true story. And it's because as a marathon runner, you have to fuel your body to run. So I'd go out and run 20 miles and I'd have to eat spaghetti before I would do that. And then I'd get home from my 20 mile run and I'd want to reward myself with, you know, a big bowl of watermelon. And then for lunch, I'd throw extra cheese on my salad. And these are all really healthy things. But guess what? My calories burned were being underestimated, and my calories taken in were being overestimated, and that was causing a weight gain, even in a marathon runner. So I'm here to tell you that if I gained weight during a marathon training season, then there is no hope for people that aren't being active. You have to still consider your portion sizes. And one huge problem in America is we have a very distorted idea of our level of fullness. So there's a word um, in the nutritional world that not a lot of people know, which is surprising to me, and it is, is the word satiation, satiation. So let me, let me break this down for you. If someone were to say to you, at how satiated are you? That means how full are you? How satisfied are you? So your level of satiation should be satisfied. Your level of satiation should not be so full that you feel like you're, you're going to throw up. Okay, so, so food, uh, food scientists and psychologists have developed a level of food satiation chart, zero being starving, like beyond starving where you, you, you haven't eaten in two days. Then there's 10, and they've defined that as uh, buffet full, where you can't eat another bite or you will literally be sick. So they um, have done many studies, and would you believe that the average American male in the United States reported that level of satiation 
they like to be at when they leave the dinner table is between eight and nine. That's a true story. Yes. Many, many men say they actually like to be at a 10. And women, seven to eight. Now, what should you be at? You should be at four to five. Now, let me define what four to five means. Four to five level of satiation means that you should leave the dinner table with the ability and the desire to go get another serving. Like you would have enough room to have another serving and the desire to have another serving, but you're not going to have another serving. Because nine times out of 10, when you don't have that other serving, you walk away and you're fine. You're not hungry. It's, it's that desire to want to keep eating. And we have this distorted view now because we are satisfied. Our level of satisfaction is feeling so full that we just keep on eating. So with that, our plate sizes have gotten larger. And I talked about that last week in in my uh, show. And our portions have gotten larger. And we just keep on eating. So, So you need to also understand that uh, along with a healthy program, you also need to watch your portion sizes and you need to be really aware of what you're taking in. Um, All of the programs that tell you to cut the carbs and, and watch the sugars, yes, all of those components are really important. But, you know, I find it so interesting that that I'll have people that sign up for my programs who are 100, 150 pounds overweight. And the first thing they want to know is, how many, how many grams of carbs should I have? How many grams of protein should I have? They're, they're so fixated on, on the macros. And my answer is, you're in kindergarten. We are learning how to add. Macros, that's like fifth grade. You have no reason to have to worry about that high-level stuff until you figure out the basics. Figure out the basics. Learn how to grocery shop. Learn how to read labels. And, and reteach yourself how to fuel your body without overstuffing yourself. And that is something that you do have to learn because believe me, I've had to reteach myself and, and I have completely, completely changed my, my level of satiation. In fact, my whole family laughs at me because I eat so slow now. Um, that's another thing people do is they eat so fast and it's almost as if they're trying to get so much food in, in such a short amount of time. And, and the digestive system, um, it's a very intriguing and interesting thing because what happens is the second you start smelling food, the very second you start smelling food, your saliva starts secreting and that saliva hits your stomach and those digestive enzymes Start secreting and send messages to your brain. And those messages are sending strong, strong messages saying, feed me. And it's like you have been taken over by the body snatchers. And there is nothing that's going to stop you from eating. And you are going to keep on eating and keep on eating and keep on eating until you walk away from that dinner table. And as soon as you walk away from that dinner table, those enzymes will stop secreting. And that factory will close and you won't want to eat anymore. So I'm going to say something to you that will hopefully change the way you think. Have you ever been interrupted in the middle of a meal? Say you're eating and you 
get up to go make a second plate and the baby starts crying and you got to go interrupt, change the diaper or school calls and you got to go pick up your kid in the middle of lunch. You come back and really don't want the food anymore. That's because the digestive factory has closed. You stopped eating. You didn't need the food anymore. So remember that when you get up to make that second plate, you don't need to be carnival stuffed, as I call it. So hopefully that makes sense to you. Okay, so we have a couple things that I, I hope that you learned. Um, and, and, and so with that being said, a program. Don't fall into the trap of feeling like you have to buy something. You don't have to buy a prepackaged bundle. You can create your own plan. You can create your own plan, like I said, by getting on the internet or hiring a, a health coach that can teach you what you need to learn. Because teaching you what you need to learn is going to do the most important thing in sustaining and keeping your weight off. And you ready for it? The only way you're going to keep your weight off is if you change your habits. So we need to change those habits or you're going to go right back to those old habits and you're going to gain that weight back. And that is why only 5% of people that lose weight keep it off. And that's a true fact. You have a 5% chance. That's it. Unless you change your habits. So if you have somebody prepping the meals for you, you have somebody delivering the meals to your house, if you have somebody making these shakes, prepackaging them for you, you're not going to learn how to do it yourself. Just like the kid whose mom did their laundry. They're never going to learn how to do it. And then when they try, it's going to be really, really overwhelming. So changing your behaviors and learning and building those new habits, creating your plan for yourself, you're going to know how to do it. And that is what has made my clients successful, the ones that have kept the weight off. They've saved so much money because they don't have the pile of junk in their corner of all of the things that they've been uh, promised uh, to buy by infomercials. And I mean, th those infomercials are great. They do. They really, they're appealing. They make you want to invest and buy. But, but there is nobody that has lost weight by, by exercising for 10 minutes a day. I can tell you that. They're, they're, they're very unrealistic. And you have to just kind of sit back and, and think, you know what? A diet doesn't have to have a name. A diet doesn't have to have a name. It doesn't have to have, have a, a brand. Um, I'm always asked, oh, wow, what do you, what's your diet called? What are you on? Like, well, I'm on food and I'm on, I'm on exercise. People get so frustrated that my diet doesn't have a name. It's not called anything. I'm on food. That's it. And, and people chuckle when I say that, but, but it's true. I'm on actual food. And because of that, I have learned and my clients have learned to maintain. So I'm going to leave you with a little story because I love stories. So, um, and, and I'm hoping that you'll make the connection. So there once was a lady, her name was Billie Jean. And she bought this house. She loved the house, but the landscaping was awful. It was just, oh my gosh, there was weeds everywhere. There were trees everywhere. Everything was mismatched. Nothing made sense. And she was going to hire a landscaper 
but she really had put so much down on the house and she just really didn't have the money to do it. And so she decided that she was going to do it herself and she figured it out. She went out and she busted her butt. She was on, on every day, landscaping, trimming and getting those trees planted. And she used all of her resources and she did everything the right way. And she learned from her mistakes when she did things wrong. And she just figured it out. She asked people for help. And, and my gosh, she, by the end of that summer, her house was the house that people would stop at when they would go for evening walks and just, oh, what a beautifully landscaped house. Billie Jean was so proud of that house because she worked her butt off to have it be perfect. Billie Jean would go away on vacation and she'd come back and there'd be a couple weeds and she'd pull those weeds and the house would look great. It was really easy to maintain that house. Billie Jean would go away for a month. Hmm, it'd be a little harder to pick things up, but she'd, she'd do it. One year, Billie Jean just kind of lost her luster and she took the whole entire summer off and didn't do any landscaping. And guess what? That landscaping was a mess. All the weeds grew back. It was a disaster. She had to start over. Much like I had to start over when I gained back 20-some pounds one year when I wasn't watching what I was eating. But guess what? Billie Jean had the tools that she needed to clean up that mess because she did it the first time. She had educated herself. She had built up the habits that she needed to get things done. She didn't hire someone to do it for her. She knew what she had to do. She had the tools, she had the resources, and she did it. And guess what? She did it fast, and she had more appreciation for it. So, no shortcuts, do it right. And I hope you guys got something out of this because it is not that hard. And I hope that you guys get on the path of health and wellness. Thanks for joining my show today, guys. Get you fit with Irene from Huntley Community Radio 101.5. For further information or to get my blog, you can find me on www.getyoufitfitnessandnutrition.com. <laughs> Time is running out, I'm talking here and now, I'm talking here and now. It's not about what you've done, it's about what you're doing. It's all about where 